Welcome to Life Point. I'm your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. In April of 2019, I lost my brother Dan suddenly of a heart ailment, which we did not even know that he had, and he didn't either. It was hard for me and for the family. And today's show is in memory of Dan, and I want to share an interview I had with him about his mission trip to Korea in 2017. I hope you'll enjoy this as two brothers sharing with each other. Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to Life Point. I'm your host, Tom Doherty, and I am really excited today because I have my big brother in studio with me, and he just returned uh, from Seoul, South Korea, and Chiang Mai, Thailand. They went on a mission trip and had an opportunity to share the Lord and share the Bible in English to some South Koreans, uh, and I'll let him talk about it in just a moment, but I hope to have him on there for the next couple of days to discuss the trip, because I find it very interesting. My wife and I were able to go to Thailand uh, three or four years ago, I guess it was. No, it was almost five now. Time is going by fast, and what a great experience, but he really got to have a great experience going uh, to Thailand, I mean to uh, Thailand, and but most most of his time in South Korea. So Dan, good to have you. Good to be here. Yeah, and you and Peggy were able to jet over there, and you went over on Korean Airlines. And how was that little flight over there? Long, 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 <laughs> and it was crowded going over. Was it? Yes. But boy, those uh, to me when I went over on Korean Airlines, they treated us so well. The Korean uh, airline uh, waitresses and such. Stewardesses, did you experience oh, that? Yes, it's a very, very good airline. Yes, very classy airline. So you got there and you you got into Seoul, and then somebody picked you up. Yes, we. <laughs> okay, we've uh, discussed this over the uh, internet. Of course, Don from used to be from the church here and the head of the uh, Southeast Asia the regional director there, but uh, he has a Korean uh, youth pastor that's uh, the son of. Uh, a large church pastor there that we were where we we're going to where this camp was, and he's been on my uh, internet and been talking. We know him just by internet and looking at his picture. Well, he's going to pick us up in Seoul at uh, the airport. So we fly in, we get in, and we we start to go through customs. And when we're going through, uh, they won't let us through. Oh my! Uh, there's a card you fill out, and you're supposed to have the name of the people that you know and who you're going to and their phone number. That was never provided to us. They forgot to provide it. And we're oh, trying to say, no. well, he'll be here. He'll have a sign. He's going to pick us up. And the lady was a little bit rude, the custom lady. And she sent us over to their security place. And so we go over to the security place, and the lady starts asking us the same questions. And she said, who's picking you up? And we said, well, we know his name. It's Herak, Herak Moon. And uh, she said, how you know him? We said, well, we just know him through the Internet. We don't. And she said, well, where are you staying? And we said, we don't know. And she said, well, what's the name of the hotel? Or We don't know. Well, what's his phone number? We don't know. We don't have his phone number. Oh, my goodness. And they go, well, we got to be careful because uh, you, you're sure you're not coming in here for employment. And we said, no, we are not coming in here for employment. <laughs> no. You know, and so, but she was much more nice. And she said, well, you know what? She said, you know any, you, do you know any hotels in Seoul? And we said, No. And she says, okay, I'll just choose one. And she says, just between us, this is the one that you're going <laughs> that you're going to. And I said, we said, okay. She said, good. And then she let us go. And so we went through. So we go out to the baggage to get our baggage. And we go out, and we're in this main lobby. And, of course, 
you know how big that airport is. Yes, it's a beautiful airport. The, by the airport way. is gigantic. You could yes. put the town mall and Karcher Mall and all these other places all inside. Incheon. Yeah, Incheon. It is huge. And so we go out right by the exit where we pick up our baggage and we go out and there's just people all over and it's huge and I'm going. And so I'm looking around <laughs> for somebody holding a sign with our names. Yeah. And there's all kinds of people holding signs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but none of them are our names. Yeah. And so we're walking around and we have these suitcases and uh, we have five suitcases and <laughs> we are looking. And so right out front is where the cabs come. And Peggy said, go out and check out there and see if somebody go out. And I walk down this way and that way and I don't see anybody. And so she says, well, walk down further. There's another door down. Walk down. So I walk down that way, and I'm walking down. As I'm walking down, I see this guy coming, and he has a, it's folded. He has a sign that's folded. But I look at him. I recognize him. About the time I look at him, he looks at me, and we just go, ah. Oh, good. <laughs> and he comes running over. And I, he was waiting at the other exit. He says, well, I thought you would come at this exit. And, I, and we said, oh. So we met him, and then he took us to the uh, uh, Golden Soul Hotel for the evening. And the next day, we took the, we took the train down to Mokpo. We went from Seoul, which is more up in the center of South Korea. We went down to the southernmost tip of South Korea. It's called Mokpo. It's an old town of about two hundred fifty thousand in that town. Then there's a bunch of towns around it, and it's right. It's a port, and that's that's where we went. How was the motel you stayed in in South Korea? Really nice. Was it nice? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was good. And so so you're there. And so why were you asked to go to South Korea? Well, Don. Yeah, I know. But the radio people don't radio, know. Yeah. Who used to be here with us in yeah. the church here, who's went to Tanzania as a missionary. missionary. And then he's the head of the whole Southeast Asia. He's mm-hmm. the regional director. Uh, he was there hunting for somebody that could go speak talk English at a spiritual camp. And it's supposed to be of kids 14 to 19 years old and all that. And so he asked us about it. And I, he probably said something to you and you mentioned me or whatever. But he said, and I said, you know, I, I said, let me pray, but I think we'd be inter- you know interested to go. And so I felt like God, God would have us go. And so we made the arrangements. And the, this camp originally had been planned and started to be canceled because the people who put it together left. They didn't. And so, but... Then they went ahead, since they could found somebody, went ahead and put it together. So that's how we we ended up being the people to go and do it. And it was kind of a, for me, I had to put a curriculum together. And I've been out teaching for four years and, put, and then putting the curriculum. I haven't been curriculum together for a long time. All the last years I taught, I didn't. I had my curriculum. So I had to do that. And uh, But it was a great experience. And you had to put a curriculum together for, for people that didn't know English that well. And so you had to try to... Uh, teach the Bible in English, and and so they could kind of understand. Did you have any kind of interpreter there, or they didn't want an interpreter? They wanted the kids to be immersed in English, and oh we ended up having a little bit because we had some students that knew could speak a little bit. So, but uh, uh, both, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, they told me. Uh, 14 to 19 year olds and I said what's the English and they said the English level will be about 4th to 6th grade well of my 40 years teaching 34 of it was 5th grade so I thought well I'll write a curriculum based on 5th grade students and uh, I I realized when I got there it was a little overkill because most of them didn't have (laughs) that good of an English uh, education because the kids ended up being younger they were uh, 10 to 19 10 to 18 but in Korean, that's 11, 19. Korea, the, you, your first birthday is the day you're born. 
and that's how their age goes. And oh. so it's it's a little bit different. Isn't that interesting? But the kids, they had some English. Actually, the thing is they understand English better than they can talk it. So, so as you taught and as you – and by the way, folks uh, – these days were not short days for him. They, they're 8 o'clock in the morning to 9 o'clock at night, 13-hour days. And I knew that going in because the Armstrongs had told me, said, let him know they they believe in long work days. And so you you were virg- virtually immersed all day. How did you make those days stretch with all that material? Well, I mean, they, they pushed their kids. They want their kids pushed. But we didn't have to. We had uh, some other people helping us. Don helped us in the classroom. Then we had a young man from the Philippines, Vic, and Vic is 28, and uh, he did the uh, activities, like we had little uh, game activities and recreation time, and he did that, plus he helped teaching class, and he also taught some, he taught some classes on discipleship and leadership, which helped with the time, and uh, then we had, uh, Stephen was from Sri Lanka. And he's a new missionary for a year in Sri Lanka, and he and he helped, and uh, he helped with uh, chapels, which Peggy and I didn't have to do in the chapels. Most of them were done by the Korean ministers, and then Don and Vic and Stephen, which were all missionaries, did the chapels. So I didn't have to worry about the cha- worry about the chapels. Chapel took up about an hour a day, and uh, we taught about seven hours, probably. Our class, all the class time, seven, seven and a half hours. And so was there much interaction with the kids as you taught? To start off with, uh, there wasn't a whole lot because the kids, uh, Korea has a different culture. Part of their culture is, uh, I don't know if it's pride, it's, well, it's not, it's shame. You don't want to bring shame upon your family. You don't want to embarrass anybody. And so it's better not to speak and make a mistake than to speak. And so they were afraid to speak much in English because they didn't want to make a mistake. They understood probably more than we thought they did that first week just because they were afraid to speak. And the other thing, they didn't know us yet. But living in the same quarters, we had a, a dormitory. The girls were in a room, right, all the big room right across from Peggy and I. And the boys just down the hall were just across from Don and the other two missionaries. And so you get to know them and get to know the personalities. And they kind of warmed up. And they they were still, uh, they're kids, you know. And you could see them when they're interaction, playing with each other and all that. But they were uh Quite contained in the classroom. They, different than American kids, yeah. you know. But that's their structure. Oh, that's interesting. And not only that, you was telling me that uh, the Korean people took phenomenal care of you and like gave you, they gave you so much uh, treats that you shared with the kids in your dorm or something. Oh, you can't believe it. We got there. And first of all, I'm not an advocate for Korean food. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't f- find a whole lot of Korean food that we liked, and you know they said, "Oh, try the kimchi." And all, uh, uh, n- all of us missionaries were like, uh, and the missionaries in Peggy and I is like, uh, "This is not really too good stuff." And after the first day or so, they started asking us about breakfast. They started giving us eggs and yogurt and American type things, but we did have a lot of Korean type things. But they started adding a lot of uh, stuff that they knew we'd like, and it, so, but, but. The, they took us out. They took us out to dinner just, uh, I don't know how many times. They gave us snacks. They kept get, was too many snacks. We kept giving them to the kids, and the kids go, we love you, we love you, thank you, thank you, because that's some <laughs> of the words they And they loved all the snacks. And, uh, but I tell you what, very hospitable people, very hospitable. That's part of their culture. So you learned a lot about Koreans in this trip. 
I learned a lot about Koreans. The uh, only thing I didn't learn is Korean. Yeah. I mean, Korean is a, like, is a difficult language. Right. So, Well, that's what we'll have to work on so you can get that down. Well, we're down to the last 20 seconds, Dan. So, Thanks, folks, for listening today as I take a day out to remember my brother Dan. May God bless you and always take time for your family. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.